We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 27th, 2014. We're going to switch gears now and move into the Middle East situation with Israel. First report, that we're going to be playing a series of videos with some obviously commentary by me and then also some verbiage put in there to give further clarity to what we're hearing. Now again, I always post the links on the PDF. This will be the one for July 27, 2014. And you can go and actually uh, see all of this information for yourself. So if you like, you can avail yourself to that information. First video is uh, entitled, Every Single Person Needs to See This CNN Interview. Actually, all of these, really. Hamas is committing massive self-genocide to its women and children. Now, if you happen to be one of my listeners that is thinks that Israel is just pure evil and they're the cause of all evil on the planet, like a lot of people want to pin that label on them, I would really challenge you to watch these videos and to tell me that Israel is the one behind all of this stuff. Israel is not behind the evil actions of Islam. Okay? There, I'm not saying that Netanyahu or any of the people at the top of the food chain in Israel are perfect, okay? I'm not saying they're not even with the New World Order. I'm not saying they're not aligned with the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the other um, synagogue of Satan, like the Bible talks about. They say they're Jews, but they're not. They're of the synagogue of Satan. Talks about that in Revelation of those types of Zionistic, evil synagogue of Satan Jews, okay? I'm not talking, but I'm talking about what is the ideological motivation behind Islam, okay? There is no way you can blame Israel for the ideological and the wicked, evil actions that Israel, that Islam is committing all over the planet, okay? I, I just don't see how that's quite possible because they're doing it, they want to do it, they love death, they love evil, okay? That is a fact. And we're going to look at this today and... and um See just what where where is uh, uh where is the proof here? What what can we look at? What fruits of Islam's actions around the world can we look at to see? Okay, what what kind of fruit are they bearing? What what um what is their true motivation? What what are they actually doing? What are they? And this is the most important part. What are they openly admitting to? These dudes are actually up there proudly displaying what they're doing, okay? This isn't something that, okay, yeah, the news would try to, to suppress this. Sure, the mainstream news of America that's very, very pro-Islamic and doesn't want to say anything against them, they can try all day long to hide the stuff. But the problem is, is Islam is its own worst enemy. They proudly display on video what they're doing over and over and over again. You cannot blame that on Israel. And they're in their unholy books like the Quran and these others, they are told that you have to annihilate Israel. And ultimately all the infidels. Israel is considered the little Satan by them, we are considered the great Satan. But they're the ones Israel is is the um, the, the Israelites, the, the, the Jews, are the ones that they want to totally annihilate and literally drive into the sea. That is the only scenario that Islam considers, and I mean Islam, in its most fundamental elements. 
Okay? You can say, yeah, well, there's moderate Islamic people that don't believe that. You know what? They're going to become true believers real quick. And I bet you'd be surprised if you really, if you got them aside and let's say they didn't know that you were, uh, I don't know, let's say a Christian or somebody. If they really, if the, if, if the truth really came out, I think a lot of moderate Islamic people would would say, well, actually, yeah, that's really what I do want, but I just I'm not going to say it openly because I don't want to take that kind of heat yet. But you know what? They're going to get on board when they've only got radical jihadists around them, and they become the norm. Then they're going to be forced to display their true colors, and I don't think it's going to be that much of a stretch for them because there's a special type of devil that you have to adopt when you get into Islam. I'm telling you, it is a special kind of evil. And I'm going to prove that today, as we've proved over and over and over again. This isn't my opinion. This is what they're openly admitting to. So let's go ahead and let's play the first video here about this whole subject. This is Wolf Blitzer interviewing uh, a man, I think his name's Bennett, on CNN, about this whole subject. We're joined now by Naftali Bennett. Uh, he's uh, a member of Israel's uh, inner security cabinet. Uh, he's the minister of economy. Uh, minister. Now, you could say, oh, this is a CNN interview, and he's an Israeli cabinet man. I'm not going to listen anymore. Okay, fine. Turn it off. Don't ever listen to me again then. Okay? Because I'm telling you, what I'm telling you today is the truth. It is what is real, and I'm going to document it eight different ways to Sunday, as that old expression says. Thanks very much for joining us. Good evening. As we speak, we're just getting these reports, uh, awful reports, four Palestinian kids playing on a beach, all of a sudden killed, uh, an Israeli gunboat shell landed there. Uh, you've heard of these reports, right? Do, do I, I just heard about it this moment. I think it's terrible that Hamas is butchering its own children. I would never take my children and place them next to missile launchers. Here's what they're doing. Hamas is conducting massive self-genocide. They're taking women and children, placing them next to missile launchers, and shooting the but, missiles but, at Israel. But these kids apparently were playing on a beach. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'll tell you where we find the, the missile launchers. We find them in hospitals, in schools, in homes. I myself am a former commando fighter. I saw it. Listen, they're not making this stuff up. I'm going to play a video next where they're literally showing this. With little kids huddled within like 15, 20 feet of a missile launcher. Okay? I mean, they're openly, this is why I'm so mad about this, because the, the, the world media is like, oh no, it's all Israel. They're doing all this. Yeah, you know, it's only like every time they've ever given these guys land uh, around Israel, all they do is move the rockets in closer. It's not like they haven't been doing that for literally decades against Israel. What is Israel supposed to do? Just lay down and die? Because let me tell you something. If they laid down their arms, that's exactly what would happen. They would be annihilated. Every single man and child, woman and child, would be all eradicated and annihilated off the planet. In Lebanon, you have a kitchen, you have a, a living room, and then you have the missile launcher room. What they're deliberately doing is seeking to kill as many Palestinians as possible in order to uh, yell to the world to help us. They're doing it on purpose. They're literally putting children, little children, where they have their rocket launchers, knowing that the IDF will tend to target where the missile's being launched from. 
and they're doing it on purpose so they have a bigger body count so they can cry out to the world, see what Israel's done to us. Oh, they're evil. They're the bane of all humanity. And then they've got riots all over the planet right now. It's the most unrighteous, hypocritical thing I've ever seen. And cowardly. You know, if you want to conduct terror against Israelis, which is unacceptable, send fighters to do it. Don't send your women and children. But they're not sending them. These are little children. They're just playing on the beach. And, and clearly, you were, you were, the Israeli military was aiming for some sort of target. But in the process, there was what they used to call the Pentagon collateral damage. These are human beings that were. Israel never uh, targets civilians deliberately, period. What Israel does is defends itself. And when people shoot at us, just as you would do with your family, if someone's shooting at your family, you'll shoot back. If that coward is hiding behind his own children, they might get hit. This whole I mean, I don't know how you could define the definition of more evil, cowardice behavior than doing that. I mean, how... Talk about having no natural affection, like the Bible talks about. You would put your little children, literally launch a, launch a rocket on purpose, and literally put your little your little children, not not even a, a, maybe let's say another religion's little children that that you don't like, your own, in harm's way, knowing that the IDF will most likely retaliate, just so you can say that they killed these children. I, I don't know how much more evil you could possibly get. Thing can go away in one moment. Hamas needs to do one thing. Stop shooting. The criticism is coming in from this organization, Human Rights Watch. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Israel's rhetoric, it says, is all about precision attacks, but attacks with no military target and many civilian deaths can hardly be considered price. Look, uh, taking radical uh, left-wing organizations uh, doesn't impress me. No one wants to save more lives than us. We want to save all lives. We want to live side by side. I'll remind you. We handed the entire Gaza Strip over to the Palestinians nine years ago. Which was probably the stupidest possible thing they could have ever done. Land for peace does not work, especially when you're dealing with Satan. Okay? You don't give Satan, you know, um, a whole bunch of whatever he wants and expect Satan to be be in play nice and say, oh, okay, thank you. All they did is move the rockets in closer. This stuff has been going on ever since Israel became a nation, okay? And it's like the whole world says, oh, they have no right to defend themselves. How dare they? These poor, oppressed Palestinians. I mean, it, it is just, it's total insanity. Back to the 67 lines, vacated all the settlements. They said they would turn it into Singapore of the Middle East. Instead, they invested billions in missile launchers, in tunnels, in the TNT, and in, in everything to kill people. That's where they put all their money. That's why they live in such third world conditions. Because they are so bent on death and destruction of Israel and then all the other infidels on the planet and taking over the planet that all of their resources and money goes into like rocket launchers and digging tunnels and bullets and ammo and all these things they can do to kill people. I mean, what a wonderful religion. Where do I sign up? I mean, I want to. I should have converted yesterday. You know? I mean, what a fun, fun group of guys. We want to live peacefully side by side. The moment they stop shooting and disarm themselves, 
we stop at that very moment. You voted against the ceasefire in the inner security cabinet. The prime minister wanted it. He got his way. Israel accepted that ceasefire. It lasted for only about six hours because Hamas rejected it. Uh, th does this mean you're on the outs with him now? Because one of your colleagues was fired by the, the prime minister, the deputy defense minister, for speaking ill of him in that decision to accept that ceasefire. I fully back Prime Minister Netanyahu. If we have our differences, it's within the inner security cabinet. I thought that we have to demand not only a ceasefire, but also disarmament. My opinion was not accepted, and I stand behind Israel's official position, ceasefire. Naftali Bennett speaking with me here in Jerusalem uh, early. Okay, so that was that. Was that. Uh, now, great, great. When I'm raving and ranting, I'm not talking to 99% of my listeners. I just want you to know that. I'm not mad at my listeners. I'm just saying that there's always a portion that literally have drank the Kool-Aid and literally are on the side of Islam that I always encounter. You know, it's, it's without fail. And it's like, if you just would look at this, like... Are you telling me Israel's the one behind them putting children around the rocket launchers? They're there twisting their arm so that they'll they'll have the maximum body count when they're when they're literally warning these people ahead of time, putting out flyers, telling people to evacuate these areas. I mean, doing only surgical precision strikes. I mean, they they couldn't do any more to try to preserve human life, but they're the bane of all existence. They're the bane of all evil. Doesn't matter. Islam is ev evidently a good, wonderful thing. We're going to look at the fruit of Islam today as we have in many other times. This, this video, I just watched this today. I have, I don't think I've ever seen anything so flagrantly, unbelievably evil. This is entitled, Disturbing Footage of Hamas Using Children as Human Shields. Okay, I'm looking at a screenshot right now. I'm looking at this of a of a missile launcher. Okay, evidently in Gaza or wherever they're launching a Muslim there, and we're going to play the video. With literally, it looks like man, twenty twenty five children huddled in a like a um, a mass together. With an old guy next to them. They're literally, I would say, within 20, 25 feet of the missile launcher. Okay? They're literally on purpose being put there. And they're literally showing this footage almost like, evidently, they're proud of this. Islam. Only a coward would use a child as a human shield. And worse than that, only an evil man would deliberately gather children, forcing them to huddle together, and then shoot off a missile into a neighboring country so that when that country retaliated to take out the launcher, all those children would die so that they could be used as examples of, quote, civilian casualties being killed in war. But in the video below, that is exactly what we see. A Hamas terrorist forcing children to huddle behind him while he fires a missile at, at Israel with full knowledge that there is a good chance Israel will fire back to take out the launcher. But of course, if those children die as a direct result, their bodies will be put on public display and then Israel will be blamed for everything. And this is what the, the, the lamestream media is, is really, really good at doing as well. Now, this is one of those videos from that Reverend Michelle Hopkins or whatever. I do not advocate her, I do not, I've even exposed her, okay, number one, 
a man doesn't have the, the right to take on the term reverend because the Bible only uses that term one time and it says holy and reverend is he, meaning God. A man does not have that right and a woman doesn't have a right to take on that role as well. And a woman doesn't have a right to go up there and act in the manner of a pastor, which is a basically kind of what we're seeing here. Okay, I've done a whole teaching on this, what women can do for the Lord. It's just what the Bible says, okay? It's not what Scott Johnson says, it's what the Bible says, okay? So, I've already done just keying woman in the keyword search box. I'm not a chauvinistic pig, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. This woman, I believe, is way out of line. There's been a lot of red flags with her, quote, ministry that I've seen. So, I don't really like playing her video, but she is the one that has this up here, and it is the best footage I've seen of this. This is the one where we're literally seeing the rocket launcher being loaded with this round, and they they load it in, they wait. These children are literally, they have them there pre-positioned behind the rocket launcher, and they're filming this like they're proud of it or something. And I, I guess they're just waiting for Israel to strike back so that they can say, oh, look, at they blew up all the children, and they're all dead. If you are one of those foolish people who believes that the news that Hamas is using little children as human shields or to raise favor for their cause with UN nations by putting them in danger of Israeli response, if you think that... Okay, she says a note here. I was led to believe this mortar fire was in Gaza. Just a few days ago. It was in fact in Syria. Okay, I'm glad she's finally doing more of this, getting her facts straight. Syria, five months ago. Regardless, Hamas is doing the same and worse in Palestine as well. We just heard from the last guy where they're doing this. All those little kids that were killed on the beach. This is commonplace. This is what they do. Okay, so it doesn't matter really to me where it's even taking place. The fact is, is this is taking place. They're doing this. They're filming it. They're proud of it. It's just... A propaganda ploy or a lie of the enemy, a lie of Israel, then watch as this member of Hamas callously forces children in the street behind this rocket launcher as he says his holy words before he shoots a rocket at Israel and awaits Israel's response, forcing those children to be killed by Israeli response. And the videographer is very proudly standing there recording this atrocity, recording this crime against humanity. If Israel responded to this rocket launching, it is very likely these children are dead and this man with them. But I guarantee you, if this man died, he is burning in hell. Now, amen to that. Okay, so he's loading the rocket launcher. We're seeing this real, like, on the video. They make sure that the camera is literally in line with the rocket launcher and the children in the back. Probably, I'm saying, 12, 15. They're saying all these things in the background. They're waiting for the rocket to launch. They've, they've loaded it in there. He showed him loading it, okay? It's this, this big mortar that they've got. I mean, this thing is heavy duty. 
and all of the children are literally, it's like, and then this, this, this old, uh, gray-haired devil Muslim guy is like the one keeping all the children basically in line. Don't worry, children. You'll be dead soon. You'll be in paradise with Allah. You know, what do they promise them? 72 virgins or whatever? They're little kids. I mean, this is so sickening. So they're all screaming now. They're all gonna die. They're so happy. Okay, so then, then they shoot it and it shows them shooting it. And, and, um, it, you could see, like, the, the, the children in that, like, being shocked from the shot because it's, it's loud. I mean, here we have the Hamas spokesperson here, right here on TV. I'm just gonna play this a 32 second clip here. Hamas spokesperson, Sami Abduzari, advocates using civilians as human shields. This was on Hamas's official channel, Al Aska TV. So it's two hours ago, the Zionists fired three warning shots from unmanned drones. Warning shots. They're even admitting that, that the IDF is firing warning shots so that people don't get killed. Okay? They're even admitting it on their own Islamic TV. Our citizens then took a bold step by standing on the roof of the house. In other words, these people are so stupid, so full of devils, IDF is trying to spare their lives. Oh, no, no, that means that's where we need to go to die for Allah, evidently. I mean, they're trying to give them a heads up, but they don't want the heads up. They want to die. It's showing the literal footage of the actual IDF, you know, the the uh, overhead footage of the IDF's, um, or whatever uh, footage here, evidently. And they're showing these people literally scattering and stuff and, and then going back on the roof. Okay, so this is this official Hamas spokesperson speaking. He says, the fact that people are willing to sacrifice themselves against Israeli war in order to protect their home. Oh, they're going to sacrifice in order to protect their homes? Well, they're going to be in hell rotting. What, what good is their home going to do them? He says, I believe this strategy is proving itself. And we Hamas call on our people to adopt this practice. Meaning, kill yourself, make sure you put yourself in harm's way so we can blame Israel for everything. These guys, these, they're, they're so demon-possessed to the toenails. I, I don't, I've never seen anybody so demon-possessed to the toenails. Here's another one. Hamas using Palestinians as human shields. We desire death as you desire life. This is Fatih Hamad, member of the Palestinian Legislative Council for Hamas. This is from this is from February 29, 2008 on Alaska TV. For the Palestinian people at which women excel and sew, the elderly excel. And the children excel. Accordingly, Palestinians created a human shield of women, children, and elderly, and the jihad fighters against the Zionist bombing machine. As if they were saying to the Zionist enemy, we desire death as you desire life. Oh, isn't that special? Bunch of demon-possessed devils. I mean, these, these people are so far gone, so evil, I, you can't even comprehend the darkness, the satanic possession to the toenails of anybody that could do this to their own children.
and they want worldwide domination, that's the only thing that Islam will ultimately settle on. Worldwide domination. Now, are we supporting them? Is our government? Yes, and I'm going to get into that as well. Because, see, Satan wants to bless evil wherever he sees it rear its ugly head. It's ugly, maggot-infested head. Satan wants to bless that evil. Okay? And this is why the world government is behind Islam, because they're using them in order to do their satanic bidding. Here's, here's the next one. Hamas savagely beats Gaza civilians who heed the IDF's call to leave target areas. So you say, okay, well, what if what if they don't want to act as human shields? What if what if they don't want to like put themselves in front of the IDF missiles? Well, then you're going to get beat and probably killed because you're not being true to Allah. You know, the Moon God, the Devil Moon God, fallen angel that you worship. Footage shot in Gaza. There's a link to it shows Hamas enforcers violently beating and coercing residents to remain in their homes. So it's not enough if you don't have enough uh, supposed Islamic zeal to be a good is uh, Muslim and stay in your homes and encourage rocket fire and encourage, hopefully, you know, I guess you, you, for your death, then if you don't do that and you don't remain in their homes, despite the pleadings of the IDF, Calling on them to evacuate the area, well, then you're gonna you're gonna be annihilated. You're gonna be um, beaten and probably killed. In the video, armed enforcers, some wielding batons, are seen beating and punching recalcitrant res- residents, meaning residents that didn't want to do what they said. Okay, and at several points, turning on the camera crew and trying to cover up the lens because they. Well, I'm, I'm surprised they would. I'm surprised they. They would, I mean, they're so proud of everything that they do. Further eyewitnesses reports say that Hamas has integrated the tunnel network into the civilian infrastructure of, of Gaza, constructing entrances in homes and even mosques. Um, the one guy says, I have not entered one civilian home that did not have weapons, suicide belts, and booby traps in it. It's like they're everywhere in all of the homes that the IDF is is. Entering. Suicide belts. Now, those are good to have around the house. You know, I mean, you know, let the kids play with them. You know, a little, little good, clean fun. Hey, if Johnny, little little um, Malik blows himself up or whatever, ah, you know, he did it for Allah. He, he, he should have practiced a little bit more of that suicide belt or that booby trap, you know. I mean, come on. This is what the source told the Post, stressing the links at which the IDF goes to protect innocent children caught in the crossfire. Can you imagine how maddening it would be if you were part of this IDF trying to go into these these places that are booby-trapped and people have suicide belts and they're all wanting to kill you, or a lot of them are? I mean, man, it would be unbelievable. Also, the links, Islamic Hamas goes to put everyone they can in harm's way. They purposely do this. They want to see as big a body count as they can. They believe that... <clears throat> the Imam Mahdi, which is their awaited savior, okay, will not return unless there is major mega bloodshed on both sides, both Israel and Islam, okay, or Israel, the infidels, and that would include America and Islam. They believe that their Imam Mahdi, their their awaited savior, like every major world religion has an awaited savior, okay, that they're waiting on to come back. They think that's the only way he's going to come back. So, see, they believe this is why jihad, meaning 
Muslim holy war is their duty. They have to do it. They need to die. They need to have more blood flowing. And it doesn't matter if it's theirs or their enemies in order to bring back, you know, the Imam Mahdi, which most most likely will, will be the Antichrist in this case. So, here's another report. Report after report after report, and I'm only scratching the surface, okay? Hamas fires an IDF from hospital. This is another tactic. They'll go to a hospital where there's all these injured people, and then that's where they fire the rockets from, you know? Israel bombs it only after making sure there was no one inside the building. Over and over and over, this is the case. No country on earth goes to such such extraordinary measures to preserve civilian life. Even though the civilian life has been on its own destruction, most of them, or a lot of them. Leaflets are dropped before missile launchers are taken out. Operations are aborted if civilians are spotted within the target range. That may be another reason. They can fire with impunity if they've got a whole bunch of kids that the IDF can't see. Think about that. Well, hey, we can just fire all day from this location. If the idea spots all these kids, then they won't fire on us. I mean, how? But then again, if they do end up firing, let's say they don't see the kids, oh, all the more better. We just have a whole bunch of little kids that just died, and we can go and cry out to the news, and we have riots everywhere across the, all, across the planet demonizing Israel. Unbelievable. Is there any further proof needed that in the war between civilized man and this savage of Islam, we should support the civilized man? Savages wage war from hospitals. So do cowards. And people, and the people voted for Hamas. They voted for this in that region. They voted for this. The Israeli military released a new video on Wednesday showing Hamas terrorists firing at IDF forces from inside a hospital they had turned into a command center and rocket launching site. What a bunch of little worms, devil worms that they are. Cowardly devil worms. I mean, who on God's green earth does something like that? Why don't you gather all the kids in the hospital and really have the satanic cherry on top of the Sunday? You know? Maybe maybe make sure you, you have a whole bunch of elderly grandmas in there too. You know? To throw them in there. And a whole bunch of pregnant women too. That You need to have them in there to make it maximally satanically evil if the IDF were to launch back. I mean, I can't think of a, of a, of a bigger coward move on the planet than this. Going directly against claims from Israeli's critics, Israel's critics, that Jewish nation is that that the, the, the Jewish nation is unconcerned about the deaths of civilians in Gaza. Israel reportedly quote repeatedly conveyed warnings to the hospital staff and urged civilians to leave the area. They're, just, they're doing everything they can do. Only after confirming that there were no hospital staff or injured civilians in the hospital did the Israeli military take out the target. Hamas continued firing from the hospital, though. In response, the IDF targeted specific sites and terrorists within the hospital grounds. Here's the next one. Rocket fire signals end of Hamas truce. Hamas rejects the latest offer. This just happened yesterday. 
no ceasefire extension, just announced by a Hamas spokesman. Now, there had been a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza for those 12 hours. Now, that ended at 1 p.m. Eastern. Israel had agreed to extend the ceasefire by four hours, but again, we now know that Hamas did not agree. And just... So, Israel's trying to have a ceasefire, okay? But Hamas didn't agree to the terms in the end. It wasn't good enough for them, evidently. Moments after that 12 hours wrapped up, Israel says that mortar shells from Gaza had landed in southern Israel. World leaders still calling for a much longer... So, literally moments after the ceasefire ended, moments, they were already shelling. They, the Islam was already shelling is Israel. Okay, this is this is this is the type of devils you're dealing with here. You give Satan an inch, he takes a mile. You know, it's just I don't know how many times Israel has to smash these people, these terrorists in the mouth. They just don't ever learn. They don't ever get it. Longer truth. Secretary of State John Kerry has been in Paris today working on a deal, perhaps a ceasefire for seven days. Now, all of this comes as the Gaza Health Ministry said today there have now been more than one thousand people killed there since the start of the Israeli operation, and a majority are innocent civilians, primarily Palestinians, on the Israeli side. Well, whose fault is that? Again, it's Islam putting all, it's Hamas Islam putting all their people in harm's way so that they will have a huge body count, so that Israel can be demonized. Can you imagine if they weren't dropping leaflets, if they weren't warning them, if they weren't doing surgical strikes? That body count would probably be 20 times higher. Four more soldiers were killed since last night, bringing the total number there to 40. Right now, the Israeli security cabinet is meeting. They're talking about this ceasefire. I want to bring in Sarah Seidner, live in Jerusalem. And Sarah, has anything come of that meeting? Do we know specifically how... You know, Hamas and Israel are reacting to the ceasefire, uh, I guess, ending. Um, at this point, we know how Hamas is reacting. Uh, we have just gotten word that there are more sirens going off in southern Israel in the Eshkol Regional Council area. Uh, they were the ones that got hit just minutes after the ceasefire ended uh, with four rounds of mortars. Now we understand that two more rounds of mortars have come into that area. So far, no injuries uh, or deaths being reported there. Uh, but certainly people have been killed in this latest conflict uh, by mortars coming over from Gaza. Uh, so we are seeing the violence begin again. Now, we don't know what the kind of reaction is. And again, it's Islam that started it again. I guarantee you, if they didn't fire on Israel, and they just said, you know what, we had enough, we're going to stop, there wouldn't be any more bloodshed, okay? There wouldn't have to be. Granted, maybe Israel would want to go over there, and like they have been, and in, 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 um, um, destroy all of these tunnels, and try to get as much weaponry out of the hands of terrorists. Of course, if they agreed to that, then it would be totally going against their, the tenets of Islam. If the, is, is, if the Hamas agreed to it, is what I meant. And that's not going to happen. They, it's part of their religious demon possession Islamic DNA. They are not going to quit until they see the total annihilation of Israel. And from a biblical standpoint, that is never going to happen. ...going to be from Israel. Usually the reaction is strong, and Israel has warned that they will strongly react to any more rocket fire coming out of Gaza. Hamas has not claimed... All right, so 
That's that report. That just came out yesterday. I mean, you know, you, you try to have a ceasefire. No, we're, we're going to reject. No, we want more death and carnage. We want to die more. We please Israel kill us more. Here's some more wonderful little Islamic fruit here. And again, I guess I guess you know certain people uh, not you know in the world or whatever say, oh well this this is just a aber. No, it's not. This is absolutely commonplace. This is Islam. This is the faith of face of Islam. I have reported on this over and over and over again. And if you let this devil black death cult. Go to its logical conclusion if they're being fundamental to the Islamic faith. This will be absolutely commonplace. Headline, Muslim terrorist posts, quote, this is from Australia. This is in Australia. Bucket full of heads. Anyone in Australia want some organs? Please don't be shy to ask. End of quote. Smirking Australian terrorists pose with decapitated heads in sickening pictures posted online. I'm not even going to look at that garbage, Okay. I mean, there's a link to it here. I wouldn't advise you to go look at that. I don't see any reason why a Christian needs to look at that garbage. You know, the Bible talks about not setting any wicked thing before your eyes. I mean, I don't want to see that. You know, it's just evil. And But they're up there. The pictures are there. You know, um, this was Khalid Sharouf posted the pictures on Twitter on Friday. His friend, Mohammed Elamar, is seen holding up the severed heads. Both men fled Australia for Syria in December of last year. Oh, they fled Australia for Syria. Well, yeah, I'm sure they'll be safer there. Uh, they are fighting for the terror group ISIS. Imagine that, the one that, that we're behind funding and actually helped to create. Uh, good old um, you know, Obama, with Obama's help there. And then Sharouf has been taunting Australian police on social media. So this is the kind of, of demon-possessed devils that you're dealing with here. And then the next report... Um, is, is entitled, They Are Savages, Say Christians Forced to Flee Mosul by ISIS. Last week, ISIS gave the city's Christians a stark choice. Convert to Islam, pay a religious tax, or face death. Okay, They said there's no place for Christians in, his, in an Islamic state. They are right. Okay, In Islam... Its goal is total world domination, according to their own unholy writings. There is no place for Christians in that. That's why I say, you know, there is no place for Islam in America whatsoever. Because ultimately, that is what their goal is always going to be. Increase their numbers, increase their power, until they get to the point where they can literally start taking over. You, it's There's no way around it, okay? Um... Freedom of religion is one thing, but when you impose your will on people, you kill people literally by the thousands and probably soon to be by the millions. Where where does religious freedom end there, you know? <laughs> where do we, can we put a maybe a little cap on on what is capable when when you know you you're dealing with religious freedom? Mosul's last 1,500 Christian families were reportedly robbed by ISIS at checkpoints as they fled. Because in Islam, it's, it's okay to rob your enemies. It's okay to kill them. It's okay to behead them. It's okay to rape the women, kill the children. That's all right. Those are, to the victors go the spoils. And it's all done for Allah. So, hey, it's fine. And I've quoted those verses out of the Quran over and over about those things that they're okay. And, and, that, and that Allah was the best of all deceivers. And basically, his adherents should be unbelievable deceivers as well, as long as they're doing it to advance Islam. This is the kind of devils you're dealing with here. Here's the next um, report. Sick ISIS video emerges 
showing 50 beheaded Syrian soldiers being impaled, their heads are impaled on poles and held aloft in, in Raqqa. Raqqa. Islamic State fighters, formerly called ISIS, had attacked the base for two days in Raqqa, which is northern Syria, resulting in more than 50 executions and the whereabouts of 200 soldiers remain unknown. Well, I can almost guarantee you all of them are, are dead. This was, this was from the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights. Syria is one of the places on earth right now, ground zero, we reported on this, where there's more atrocities being taken place by Islam because they, they've kind of got, you know, their, their free reign over there to kind of do whatever they want in certain sections. So, um, the amateur video shows footage circulating online, shows dozens of headless bodies being publicly paraded with the heads placed on the top of a fence after, I guess, they were impaled on poles. That's Islam. That's Islam. And there's people, and there's so many people out there that want to blame Israel for all this. And I'm like, listen, I'm not saying Israel's perfect, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm not claiming that. But the Bible talks about praying for the peace of Jerusalem and praying for um, Israel and the Jews that their eyes be opened, okay? And there's going to come a time when that happens, okay? When their eyes are going to be open again and they're going to look upon whom they have pierced. The Bible talks about this in Zechariah. And they're going to mourn for him as one mourns for his only begotten son, which is Jesus was the only begotten son of God. They're going to, there's going to come a time where one third of the Jews collectively near the end of the tribulation get their eyes open and they're going to get saved. One third. Two thirds are not. Two thirds are going to perish. But one third are going to be brought through the fire and they're going to be tried as silver. So that's a third of Israel. That's going to be saved. Okay? So, you know, those are like future brothers and sisters in Christ, if you kind of think about it that way. They may be the enemy of Christ right this second, but guess what? They're going to get converted and they're going to get saved before this is all said and done by the end of the tribulation. I think, I mean, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the next report. A word from Israel to the entire world. Yoni Barak wrote a letter to the world. His message is, let us be. A powerful message to a world who is busy letting almost all countries but one just do their thing. Only Israel is under constant scrutiny. Isn't that funny how it's just Israel of all the countries on planet Earth, and Israel is the one that God, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, was born from that lineage through Mary. Line of the tribe of Judah is another word, another uh, name for, for Jesus. He came to his own and his own received him not, as the Bible said in John, his own, the Jews. Okay? Now, when we're in Christ, we are Abraham's seed. The Bible says that. The Bible says that we are grafted into the vine in Romans. Okay? And we're in Christ, we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Where there's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, um, barbarian or Scythian, Jew or Gentile, in God's eyes, okay? So, in God's eyes, he sees the body of Christ as Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Which I think, man, you know, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for that. Okay, but in the Bible, obviously the Bible talks a lot about Israel. The Bible is very, uh, a, a preponderance of things are focused in on Israel. I mean, when Jesus Christ walked the earth, his primary ministry obviously was in Israel. 
He came to his own and his own received him not. Blindness of part has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. That's what the Bible says. Meaning, when they said to, when they said to Pilate, crucify Jesus, give us Barabbas, let Jesus' blood be upon us and our children. Collectively, they have been under a curse ever since then. They chose to reject their Savior corporately. Now, obviously, the, the Gentiles or the apostles were Jews, and a lot of there were a lot of, um, of conversions, and this is literally where Christianity got started. You know, they were first called Christians in Antioch, the Bible says. And so Ultimately, it started with the Jews. They were the ones that propagated the gospel. But collectively, for the most part, they've rejected Jesus Christ. Okay? Blindness of part is half of the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. That's what the Bible says. The reason the blindness came is because they rejected their Savior. Okay? But the blindness is going to be lifted when the fullness of the Gentile come in. Meaning when the, when the, 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 I don't know if all the Gentiles that are going to be saved or, or get saved, then I believe the eyes of the Jews in general are going to start to be open. And this is where we get into the one-third ultimately being saved near the end of the tribulation. Okay? So, uh, that's what we're dealing with here. So, only Israel's under this constant scrutiny on planet Earth. And you have to think that if the Bible speaks so much about Israel, speaks so much about Jerusalem and praying for the peace of Jerusalem. If the Bible says to pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, don't you think that, that Satan would want to make sure there was no peace in Jerusalem? Why is it that the Vatican and all the world religions are so focused in on Jerusalem and possibly setting up their, maybe the head of their one world government there? Why is it where the Bible talks about, Jesus talks about the abomination of desolation that make it desolate? Where it talks about that in the book of Daniel and also Jesus Christ mentions it. That when you see the abomination of desolation built, committed in the rebuilt temple, well, hold on, the temple's not rebuilt yet, but, but they got, the, the Temple Institute has all the things ready to get it rebuilt real quick. I'm on their email list. I've been on it for a long time. They got all the garments made. They got all the stuff basically ready in order to, and obviously they have to rebuild the temple but all the implements, all the things that would go in are already waiting and ready to go. For the abomination of desolation to happen, they have to have a rebuilt temple. So don't you think that Satan, and we know that when the Antichrist comes in there and proclaims himself to be God, we know that's evil, right? Well, we know that that's the Antichrist doing that. We know that that's the false prophet that has a lot to do with that. Well, then, obviously, Satan is going to be focused and fixated on Jerusalem and Israel in general, just as the Bible is. So this is why we're seeing all of this. And this is why the Bible talks about Jerusalem being a cup of trembling for the whole world. It seems like everything folk ends up focusing back in on Jerusalem and Israel. So this shouldn't be a surprise to us. The Satan's trying so hard to bring so much evil to this region of the planet. So much death and destruction. Going back to this video, it says, Even now, after discovering the huge underground network of tunnels in Gaza, which would allow for several terrorists or even full-scale battalions to penetrate the Israeli border and take over cities and towns, this is how many of these tunnels there are. I mean, I've watched many videos. These things are really elaborate. I mean, they're like... They're not like a tunnel just dug in the dirt. These are tunnels like that have like concrete reinforcing around them, like that you could almost walk two abreast in. 
I mean, these aren't just like your second-rate whatever, like tunnels that you could think about digging. Um, it seems that there aren't aren't many countries who have been able to truly show support for Israel, even even with all the the proof that has been put out there to show that they're being attacked unjustly. Okay, isn't it sad? The most that we can talk about in the world is to just is the most we can basically ask of the world, is to just leave us alone. This is coming from Israel. So I'm going to go ahead and play this video here. And let's see here. Hey world, how's it going? Yeah, it's us again, the people of Israel. A country so tiny that you can barely write our name on the globe. You have to write a part of it on the water or a neighboring country. The only country that Jewish people... In other words, if you look at it on a map, it's so tiny that they have to literally, like, write it out in the sea, the name, because there's no place to... There's no place to put it, because the country's so tiny. ...have, where they are free to speak their language with no hesitation, to live their lives and prevent another holocaust like the one they endured a bit more than 60 years ago. Remember that? Just making sure, because your memory tends to be short. The country that from the moment it was established, a bit over 60 years ago, has contributed and dedicated its human capital, its technological capabilities, and its innovational spirit for the sake of the global population. So we have one small request from you. No, don't worry, dear world. We know you're busy with issues like global warming, the energy crisis, and the bad economy. We truly understand, and we won't take much of your time. And, how to say this lightly... We don't demand much from you anyways, only to hear us out this time. In the next couple of days, the IDF will hopefully take on a powerful and painful military operation in a territory used by terrorists, don't forget that you call them that too, that are causing this atrocious act of aggression against innocent civilians, an operation that will hopefully restore the peace and the safety of millions of Israelis and put an end to the hundreds of rockets fired towards them. Many people will leave their workplace, families will cancel their summer vacations and halt their normal lives, their focus and drive will be set on retaliating against the scoundrels that can't differentiate between a tank or a garden or a school, against those who believe it is appropriate and justified to use their own children as human shields, against those who think that firing rockets on settled and densely populated areas is a legitimate protest. No, dear world, we don't need your help with soldiers or forces. We have our IDF soldiers. They are well-trained and fully motivated. And trust us, they are the best, the best investment in our country. We don't want any arms or weapons either. We develop our own and invest billions a year on advanced technology. Also, that our children and all innocent citizens won't get hurt. And we have reached the maximum specific prevention capabilities with our Iron Dome, for example. Military experts from every corner of the world come to learn from us on how to combat in an asymmetric war. Unfortunately, when your neighbors threaten your existence, you become an expert in this field. We also don't need your support in words if it is too difficult for you. Yeah, it will be nice, but we understand you depend on Arab oil, and don't wish to piss off your friends with the kafiyas on their heads and their hands on the switch. We all know how that brings up the gas prices, so we will ask you for one thing. Don't disturb and... Gas that we don't even need, if the truth be told. Gas that, like, we have oil fields in 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 Alaska and other places in America that we're not even, we haven't even tapped into. Not only that, but then all the suppression of the free energy. 
the the uh, alternative me- uh, energy that's out there that you know they kill every time somebody invents something and wants to try to bring it to market. Essentially, so that's all been suppressed. So this is another ploy uh, of theirs. Don't get in our way. Because you obviously know that no country would allow their densely populated areas to be under vicious rocket attacks day and night. No country would allow innocent children to live in shelters or have 15 seconds to run for their lives. So why should we... You have to understand, this has been going on for decades, okay? The, these, the shelling, they, they... And then when Israel has the audacity to retaliate, it's like they're, they're the bane of all existence. They're, they are the great Satan or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but this is, they've been doing this. They've been provoking us. They've been killing our citizens. They have been firing rockets at us for decades. All we're doing is defending ourselves like any country would. But we're, we're devils for doing so, evidently. No other country would be, would be um, labeled as devils for defending themselves. But for some reason, Israel is. A country approximately the size of New Jersey allow this. No country would show this much restraint while their citizens of all ages become the target of a radical extremist religious terror organization that also won't acknowledge their right to exist. We have kept quiet and put up for this for too long, but the silence is deafening, as you should probably know, dear world, for you have kept your silence about the tragic mass murders in Syria, the violations of human rights in China, the suppressing of the minorities and the LGBT communities in Russia, and so on. But for some reason, when it comes to this specific tiny country that resides in parts between the murderous, restraintless terror and the advanced civilized West, suddenly you have... It show, shows all these uh, these uh, Islamic devils saying Islam will dominate the world. I mean, they're, they're open about this. I mean, they're marching in the streets with these signs. You know, Israel will dominate the world. You know, but evidently their intentions are totally pure. I mean, their actions certainly are. We can all see that. I have a lot to say. Absolutely loads to say. So, just let us be. We don't need lessons in ethics and definite... But see, that's not going to happen. Satan is not going to just let them be. I like the video, but what they're asking for is just not going to happen. Definitely don't need advice on how to protect our country. We don't need you to preach to us about restraints and compassion or how to negotiate with terrorists. So... If you aren't willing to be helpful, like the many other times that you just set aside and allowed them to massacre Jews just for being Jewish, at least don't stand in our way and let us do the job ourselves. Thank you, sincerely, the people of Israel. I mean, how pitiful. How unbelievably pitiful that is. You know, that, that they would do something like that. Okay, next, next video. And again, the reason I'm playing so many of these clips is because they do a better job than I could possibly ever do at relaying these issues. And some of them are, like, from experts in their fields, and I'm not. But I'm trying to give you as many confirming facts about the points I'm trying to make so that you can see that this truly is unbiased, what we're talking about here. These are just facts that we're reporting on. The next report is, um, Americans should care deeply about the current conflict in Israel. Hamas knows that if we abandon Israel... If we allow Israel to be destroyed, then we are next. Those are the sounds of war. Where is it? And what does it mean for the United States? Brooke Goldstein is the director of the Lawfare Project and a human rights attorney. What about that, Brooke? What does it mean for us? 
Well, I think it means that we have to pay attention very, very closely because there are several reasons why Americans should care very deeply about this current conflict. And number one, because of 9-11. Because Hamas and Al-Qaeda are the same type of Islamist terrorist groups that are theologically motivated with the goal of destroying the West. And Hamas is attacking Israel, not because it's engaged in some sort of civil rights battle for the Palestinian people, for Palestinian sovereignty. We know Hamas does not care about the Palestinian people because they are using them as human shields. Mm -hmm. Hamas is attacking Israel because it sees Israel as the outpost of the West in the Middle East. And it knows if we abandon Israel, if we allow Israel to be destroyed, then we are next and it can destroy us. And the the only reason why Hamas has not been able to kill more Americans abroad, it has killed Americans in Israel, is because the Israeli counter-terror naval and air blockade and ground blockade of Hamas. When you describe them, you know, of course, you, one, one wonders, how could, how could this ever be resolved? You know, they're trying, Egypt is trying to broker this truce and, and find a peace between the Palestinians and the Israelis, and the Palestinians are sort of saying, well, it's not all about Hamas, you know, we're, we're sort of different. How could we ever, you know, you watch the artillery shell, shelling land and continue tonight and you think, there's no, there's no way out. Hamas isn't going to say, okay, Israel, you get to exist. Well, first and foremost, we have to report on the conflict in a responsible way. What we're seeing right now is the media is misrepresenting what's going on on the ground. It is accusing Israel of engaging in war crimes, even though Israel... Because they are highlighting the civilian casualties, exactly, which are all exactly. on the Palestinian side because they don't have Iron Dome defense, which and Israel the civilian has because Hamas is using women and children as human shields. Mm -hmm. And what the media is doing is playing into the dead baby strategy, the so-called dead baby strategy, by reporting on these casualties without accurately reporting on how Hamas is using civilians as human shields. And therefore, we are encouraging Hamas to do that, and that's on our own moral Because it becomes, a, it becomes a propaganda tool for them to keep things going. They, they want this going uh, further into the future. This is a PR war for Hamas. Hamas did not attack Israel because it thinks it's going to win. Hamas knows it's going to lose. Hamas's goal is to increase civilian casualties. Which is, so do they win then as we watch Israel winning and, and upping its game militarily and invading, you know, not invading, but well, however you want to put it, into Gaza tonight to try to shut down these tunnels that they use to get into Israel and they want to murder civilians there. Are they winning by drawing Israel in? Well, they're winning the PR battle because the Western media is allowing them to, and they're also winning in the sense that the Obama administration has refused to cut off funding to the Palestinian Authority, even though it has now announced a partnership with Hamas. So you can make the argument that U.S. taxpayer dollars are going towards aiding and abetting a terrorist group, a designated terrorist group illegally that is currently engaged in a war against our ally and murdering its own civilians in the process. Mm. It's important to keep this in mind as you watch, you know, the, the, the darkness there in Israel. We're so far away there in Gaza and, and wonder why. What's, why are we covering this? Why is this all over every major channel? Those are some of the reasons why. Brooke, good to see you. So, you hear what she said at the end there? That we're literally yoked up with Hamas, just like we're yoked up with ISIS, that we're literally funding them. I mean, so, I mean, that does not bode well for America. That doesn't bode well for America whatsoever. And the destruction that is happening to America right now is probably, um, in part, due to that. 
because we're literally funding the enemies of Israel. Okay, and I've done this, I've covered that before, that book that that Koenig guy wrote, The Eye of the Storm, where he has proven, and many other authors have proven over and over and over, when you, when we have enacted legislation that has um, <clears throat> basically been for Islam to take away more rights from, from uh, Israel, or for pressuring Israel to give up land for peace. Every time that has been done, we have befallen some major catastrophe, Katrina included, within days of that legislation being signed. There are so many examples of this. I mean, it defies the imagination. Okay, it's not my opinion. Okay, not my opinion. I'm telling you, that is a fact. I've covered it over and over. Get that book, I think it's Eye of the Storm by Koenig. Uh, there's other people that have written books on it as well. Okay, so, <laughs> with Obama being a Muslim, being the devil that he is, being so on the side of Islam, giving money to Hamas, basically helping to create ISIS, man, does that not bode well for the U.S. of A. That, by itself, that one factor is huge. And so I wanted to at least touch on that as well. Now, Let's go further. Here's an Egyptian doctor, I believe who's an actual, I think he's a Muslim. He's, um, he says, stop exploiting the Palestinian as a wedge against Jewish Israel. Egyptian doctor, Twafik Hamid, explains the source of Palestinian suffering. It's not the Israelis. Now, this is a, this is a Muslim saying this. Okay? This is a Muslim saying this. A doctor. The, the reason for Palestinian suffering is not the Israelis. It's Islamic Hamas. A- Israeli Arabs are not suffering. Meaning the Arabs that are in Israel, they're not suffering. I mean, maybe if they get a rocket launched on them from Hamas, they're suffering. But Israel is not making them suffer. Only Palestinian Arabs are suffering, says Dr. Hamid. I mean, look, look at what they're doing. They're putting all this pressure on them to basically go into your houses and... And let us, you know, keep our booby traps in there and our suicide belts and let us launch rockets from your window. And you better stay in your house when Israel's going to um, launch rocket things because you need to die. I mean, that, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a sweet life to be living, you know? Being a Palestinian um, uh, Arab? Boy, boy, it doesn't get much better than that, you know? So he says, and this is what a statement from a man that used to be a member of a terror organization. Okay, so, so here is an interview with this doctor. Um, okay, so this is Dr. Tawfiq Hamid, an Islamic thinker and reformer. He's, he's Islam, okay? He would be considered, I would say, very, 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 very moderate. Because here's the problem with this interview. If he were really honest with himself, if he would really look at the Quran and not cherry-pick verses out of the Quran, which is what he's doing, and other unholy Islamic writings, he would see that these Islamic devils, these terrorists, are doing nothing more than being fundamental to the faith of Islam. There are justifications for every single thing they're doing in the Quran and other unholy writings of Islam. This dude, I think, is cherry-picking the verses he wants to have. 
He wants to emphasize in Islam to say that we're a religion of peace. Okay, I get it. You're trying to justify your religion. You're trying to be a peacemaker. Okay, that's commendable. But really, dude, the reality is, is you're really in the wrong. But I respect what he's saying at the same time. He is an Islamic thinker, reformer, one-time Islamic extremist from Egypt. He was a member of a terrorist organization, um, okay, uh, the terrorist organization J.I., with um, Dr. Ayman Zawari, who later became the second-in-command of Al-Qaeda. Some 25 years ago, he recognized the threat of radical Islam and the need for a reformation based upon modern, peaceful interpretations of classic I'm assuming they're going to say classic Islamic cortex. Okay, so again, he's cherry-picking the verses out of the Quran, okay? Which is all well and good, but it doesn't solve the fundamental problem of Islam, and, and that is that it is a devil death cult from the pit of hell, and nothing is going to change that. A rotten free tree from its inception can never produce anything but rotten fruit. That is the bottom line. And Islam has always been and always will be rotten to the core. Yeah, you asked me what I think about the Palestinians and their situation now. I have no doubt and I don't disagree that the Palestinians are suffering. But what is the cause of their suffering? It's not Israel, it is Hamas. If Hamas tomorrow said we accept the existence of the state of Israel, we will not launch terrorist attacks against them, and we accept our previous agreements and the commitments, the suffering of the Palestinians will stop. You hear what he said? This is an Islamic guy saying that. Okay? Well, he, yeah, but he, uh, yeah. How do you get around that? Here's a dude that, that was a radical Islamic. He's even saying that this is the case. If Hamas would just say, we're going to honor our agreements, we're going to lay down our arms, everything's cool. Everything's cool now. No more Israel attacking I mean, defending themselves. No more of that. It would end. But we can't have that. So who to blame here? I'm not arguing that they are not suffering. Everyone knows that they are suffering. But what is the cause of their suffering? Is it Israel? You have one million Israeli Arabs living in Israel with the Jews, and they are not suffering like the, the Arabs who are actually controlled by Arabs. So now you deal with a situation where you can't deny there is suffering, but to be honest, you have to say that the suffering of the Palestinians is because of their leadership and the wrong decisions of leaders like Hamas. Not but really, okay, Hamas, we can blame Hamas all day long. It's Islam. It's Islam is the source of it. And I, I, I pray this guy gets saved and get his eyes open where he, he mean, it's almost like, what was it when, um, was it Paul who said to Agrippa, that thou almost, you know, you're close to salvation. You know what I mean? It's, it's like you're, 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 you're almost there. You know, it's kind of what this guy kind of reminds me of. He's almost there in, in his ability to, Comprehend, but he's not there at the same time. He's still way off the mark. He still needs to understand what is the source, what is the core of this evil, and it is Islam. 
because of Israel. The moment the Palestinian leadership stops its, its, its arrogance and its barbaric attitude toward the Jews, okay, then things will change and you will see no Palestinian will be suffering there. So I think the solution is in the hand of the Palestinians now. They have to take the decision to stop the suffering of their own people by giving a handful of peace to the Israelis. You remember President Sadat? President Sadat wanted Sinai back. He gave a handful of peace and love to the Israelis, and he got Sinai back. But the Palestinians didn't do this. Hamas just want to kill every Jew. They promote this. I'm asking them to stop this and give a handful of peace to the Israelis and try it for once and be sincere about it and they will see the results. I have been to Israel twice and I'm telling you, the Jews do not hate the Arabs. It's us we are causing the problem and we have to change. Thank you. I love that guy. I mean, I, 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 I love that guy. You know what I mean? At least he's giving us truth. It's we're the ones to blame. Islam is the one to blame. Pray to the Lord Jesus Christ that that guy gets saved. Because I think he could get saved. Because he still has a conscience. Unlike these Islamic butchers that don't, that have had their conscience seared with a hot iron that have been turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, meaning fitting or apt. I mean, all manner of butchery, you know, that they commit, all in the name of Allah. But here's a guy that just nailed it, and he is a Muslim. So there, there's that one. Okay, so let's go further. Uh, here we join Dennis Prager of Prager University as he gives a lucid and knowledgeable synopsis of the Middle East conflict. I'm gonna, I'm giving you so many different cross sections today of different ways to look at this problem that all, all arrive at the same conclusion, at the source of the problem and, and what we're dealing with here and how unjust things are toward Israel regarding this situation. So, um, although his explanation is based on historical fact, okay, these facts are becoming murkier and murkier as Muslim countries of the Middle East attempt to rewrite history. So again, you have to be real real careful what news you're going by here, because there's a lot of news agencies that are absolutely 100% bent on Israel's destruction, and they're not going to give you the truth. When I did my graduate studies at the Middle East Institute at Columbia University's School of International Affairs, I took many courses on the question of the Middle East conflict. Semester after semester, we studied the Middle East conflict as if it was the most complex conflict in the world, when in fact, it is probably the easiest conflict in the world to explain. It may be the hardest to solve, but it is the easiest to explain. And see, again... Evil has gotten so flagrant in the world. When I delve into subjects like, let's say, the border issue, let's say Catholicism, let's say Islam, let's say the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or let's say Planned Parenthood, any of those subjects, evil has gotten so in your face and out of control that my job is unbelievably easy anymore. 
maybe 30 years ago it might not have it would have been way harder because things were were murkier things weren't so out in the open and in your face and again this problem this is not a hard thing this is not a hard thing to figure out what's going on here and he's going to explain it to you in in about it's going to take about five minutes to do this in a nutshell it's this one side wants the other side dead. Israel wants to exist as a Jewish state and to live in peace. Israel also recognizes the right of Palestinians to have their own state and to live in peace. The problem, however, is that most Palestinians and many other Muslims and Arabs do not recognize the right of the Jewish state of Israel to exist. This has been true since 1947, when the United Nations voted to divide the land called Palestine into a Jewish state and an Arab state. The Jews accepted the United Nations partition, but no Arab or any other Muslim country accepted it. When British rule ended on May 15, 1948, the armies of all the neighboring Arab states, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Transjordan, and Egypt, attacked the one-day-old state of Israel in order to destroy it. But to the world's surprise, the little Jewish state survived. Then it happened again. In 1967, the dictator of Egypt, Gamal Abdel Nasser, announced his plan, in his words, to destroy Israel. He placed Egyptian troops on Israel's border, and armies of surrounding Arab countries were also mobilized to attack. However, Israel preemptively attacked Egypt and Syria, Israel did not attack Jordan, and begged Jordan's king not to join the war. But he did. And only because of that did Israel take control of Jordanian land, specifically the west bank of the Jordan River. Shortly after the war, the Arab states went to Khartoum, Sudan, and announced their famous three no's. No recognition, no peace, and no negotiations. What was Israel supposed to do? Well, one thing Israel did a little more than a decade later in 1978 was to give the entire Sinai Peninsula, an area of land bigger than Israel itself and with oil, back to Egypt, because Egypt, under new leadership, signed a peace agreement with Israel. So Israel gave land for the promise of peace with Egypt, and it has always been willing to do the same thing with the Palestinians. All the Palestinians have ever had to do is recognize Israel as a Jewish state, and promised to live in peace with it. But when Israel has proposed trading land for peace, as it did in 2000, when it agreed to give the Palestinians a sovereign state in more than 95% of the West Bank and all of Gaza, the Palestinian leadership rejected the offer, and instead responded by sending waves of suicide terrorists into Israel. Meanwhile, Palestinian radio, television, and school curricula remain filled with glorification of terrorists, demonization of Jews, and the daily repeated message that Israel should cease to exist. So it's not hard to explain the Middle East dispute. One side wants the other dead. The motto of Hamas, the Palestinian rulers of Gaza, is, we love death as much as the Jews love life. There are 22 Arab states in the world, stretching from the Atlantic Ocean to the Indian Ocean. There is one Jewish state in the world, and it is about the size of New Jersey. In fact, tiny El Salvador 
is larger than Israel. Finally, think about these two questions. If tomorrow Israel laid down its arms and announced, we will fight no more, what would happen? And if the Arab countries around Israel laid down their arms and announced, we will fight no more, what would happen? In the first case, there would be an immediate destruction of the state of Israel and mass murder of its Jewish population. In the second case, there would be peace the next day. As I said at the outset, it is a simple problem to describe. One side wants the other dead. And if it didn't, there would be peace. Please remember this. There has never been a state in the geographic area known as Palestine that was not Jewish. Israel is the third Jewish state to exist in that area. There was never an Arab state, never a Palestinian state, never a Muslim or any other state. That's the issue. Why can't the one Jewish state the size of El Salvador be allowed to exist? That is the Middle East problem. I'm Dennis Prager. And to answer that question, why can't they exist? Because Satan says so. That's why. Okay? Satan says so. And that's all I need to know, right? When I, I did mean, my grab... Basically, that's what that's what we're dealing with here. Now, let's go into this a hair little bit more. This whole thing about Palestine and them having their own state. Well, let's 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 look at that again briefly. I've covered this. The name Palestine is not an Arabic name. It is a Roman name for the region around Jordan, the River Jordan. Okay, it means Philistine. That's what the word Palestine means. Philistine. The Philistines were not Arabs. Okay, after the Ottoman Empire, which were the Turks, not the Arabs, were defeated in World War I, the British-Palestinian Mandate was created. This removed about 78% of the original territory of Palestine. Now remember, this was never an Arabic state. This was a region that was named Palestine, which means Philistine. Okay, this, this um, british Palestinian mandate was created after World War I and removed 78% of the original territory of Palestine and left about 22% of that land where application of the Balfour Declaration calling for a Jewish national home could be applied. There was never a state called Palestine. So when all of these Arabs are up in arms about, we have this and you've stolen our land, that is a bunch of garbage. Okay, it never was their land. There was never a state called Palestine. The my word, the word means Philistine, which is not Arab. Okay, but this is the rallying cry of Satan. Satan can only operate with lies and half truths. This is what we're dealing with when we talk about Israel when it comes to modern mainstream news coverage most of the time. The declaration of the establishment of the state of Israel was in May 14, 1948. So why not wage war against Jordan? Because they got 78% of Palestine. Why do they only focus in on the 22% Israel got? And they've given most of that away. I mean, this is totally garbage. I actually put this in the PDF, so you'll have access to that. Um, here's, here's a quote from Salih Muslim, uh, book number 41, one of their unholy writings. It says, the last day will not come until Muslim fight, Muslims fight the Jews and kill them. 
See, they believe that's the only way their destiny is going to play out, and the Imam Mahdi, their awaited savior, is going to come. See, there, there's no other choice for them. They're, they're demonically blinded and deluded, and this is what they're all about. There, there's no way around their agenda. Meanwhile, you have Israel, which is one one-nineteenth the size of California, one of the smallest nations on earth, only about 8,000 square miles of land, roughly two times the size of, size of Rhode Island, which is the smallest um, uh, state in America. Israel is 260 miles at its longest, has a 112-mile coastline, is 60 miles at its widest, and between 3 to 9 miles at its narrowest. We're talking about majorly tiny. The nation of Israel is surrounded by 22 hostile Arab Islamic dictatorships that are only 640 times her size in land mass and 60 times her size in population. And that, that figure is probably a lot bigger by now. 640 times her size. But why is it that, that the whole world focuses in on what little Israel has because they've given away most of what they, what they had. I mean, I have a map here. It says what Israel has given away for peace. It's most of um, what the land that they were originally given. Most of it they've given away. Land for peace. They just moved the rockets in closer. Arab propagandists call Israel expansionists. There is no truth in the statement as Israel occupies one-sixth of just one percent of the lands called Arab. One-sixth of one percent. But you know what? They can't even have that. They're the bane of all evil. They can't defend themselves. They only have one-sixth of one percent. We're 640 times her size. We have 60 times her population. But they're, they're the bane of all evil. They have no right to defend themselves. And they all have to be annihilated, according to Islam. There are 13 million Jews in the world at the time of this writing. Almost 5 million fewer than they were in 1939. And 300 million Arabs, or 1. and 1.4 million billion Muslims. And what little it has, you know, they don't have any right to have it, evidently. Because why? Because Satan says so. I mean, isn't this a black and white issue? I mean, I try to make things, when I do teachings, so in your face, black and white, that there's just no way you could possibly deny what is being said in front of you. I hope I've accomplished that with what we've looked at today. And you know what? I'm just getting cranked up. Because we got a lot more to cover. Now, I'm out of time for this part, and I'm going to go ahead, because I'm looking at what I've got to do here. Oh, boy. No, I'm going to go ahead and keep going and try to get through this this part, um, because I just have uh, not too much more to cover, and I think it would be kind of senseless to do another part and have it like 15 minutes. So, next report, hundreds of Muslims ignore the ban in Paris to protest Israel. These are just headlines that were of yesterday and like the day before. So, there's... Hundreds of Muslims, thousands protesting around the world in Paris to protest Israel. For them defending themselves, this little tiny piece of land, they've given up most of their land for peace, and hey, it's it's okay for them to use their children as human shields, the, the Hamas and these types of people. It's all about what Israel does, though. They're the, they're the ones that are to blame for everything. They've literally got people in the streets, Muslims, um, I give you a picture here, they've got Turkish flags, they've got Islamic flags, and they're literally doing the Heil Hitler salute. They're doing the, the Heil Hitler with their arm outstretched. And I, I, there's a picture right here. 
online anti-Semitism runs rampant. Since the start of Israeli occupation in Gaza, website moderators have been forced to censor 95% of the comments made by French users because there's so many Muslims there, evidently. Why? Due to massive anti-Semitism. As soon as you talk about Israel, it crystallizes all passions with up to twenty to 30,000 I didn't say to two to three thousand. I didn't say two to three hundred. I said twenty to thirty thousand comments per article where people are just these these demon possessed Muslims are going absolutely bonkers nuts because they're so satanically blinded over Israel. After everything that I just got into today, these devils have the audacity to come back and say, and just go totally crazy over this subject and to blame Israel for everything. They can only let through 5 to 10% of them because they're so anti-Semitic, they're so over the top. This was explained by David Korch, a head of an online moderation company of both which uh, Figaro and Liberation French news publications are clients. 10,000 um, Islamic... Uh, devils just marched in London against, again, these are countries that are being taken over by Islam. Thousands march in New York City. Okay? Next report. ISIS blows up the tomb of the biblical prophet Jonah in Iraq. You hear about this? Jonah says in 1, Jonah 1, verse 1 and 2, Now the words of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amati, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. Okay? This is from my Baghdad, Associated Press, it says, as Iraq selected a new president, Islamic militants blew up a revered Muslim shrine in Mosul, traditionally said to be, but it's also a Christian one, traditionally said to be the burial place of the prophet Jonah, several residents of the city, the, the video's online, they blew up Jonah's tomb, I'm still trying to figure this one out, because it's a Muslim shrine, it's talked about, I think, in the Quran or something, Maybe it's just the fact that it's mentioned in the Bible was enough reason for them to blow it up. I, I don't know. I mean, these people are so demon-possessed of the toenails, that their, their actions don't make any sense at all. Here's another one. This is a really short one. Obama signs an $11 billion arms deal with Hamas, the greatest, the, uh, its greatest ally. We are, Amer- we are Hamas's greatest ally. We are ISIS's greatest ally. This is why I can't see any way around God not judging America. I'm going to play this video, and this is from the country Qatar, okay? He, he pronounces it Qatar. Eh, Qatar. No, it's Qatar, okay? I, I, it's not pronounced that way. It's Qatar. It's Q-A-T-A-R. And let me give you a little bit of background on Qatar before I play the video. Qatar is the home to the USA's biggest military base. In the Middle East, Qatar is the world's richest country per capita and has the highest human development in the Arab world. Furthermore, it is recognized as a high-income economy by the World Bank. Qatar has the world's third largest natural gas reserves and oil reserves in excess of 25 billion barrels. Qatar has become an influential player in the Arab world, meaning the Islamic world. Qatar supported several rebel, 
meaning Islamic groups during the Arab Spring, both financially and by asserting global influence through its expanding media group, Al Jazeera Media Network, which is their propagandizing, uh, brainwashing arm of Islam. Okay, so Qatar is taking richest country in the Arab world, okay, per capita in the world. They're taking a ton of this money, which has been given to them because of the oil, natural gas, okay, and they're funneling this money to radical Islamic groups, okay. Uh, This is well known. This is on Wikipedia. They're openly admitting to this, all right, and Islam is the predominant religion in Qatar. Most Qatari citizens belong to a strict Wahhabi sect of Islam. Strict. Meaning they're of the more radical sect. Most Qatari citizens are Sunni Muslims. Only between 5-15% to of Qatari citizens are Shia Muslims. According to the 2004 census, 71.5% of the population are Sunni Muslim. I guarantee you that's a lot higher now. That was 2004, 10 years ago. All these places are becoming more and more radicalized. So 71.5% of the population are Sunni Muslim and 10% are Shia. No, so that's over, that's 81.5%. Probably now it's like near 90. Okay, so this is a little background on Qatar. And let's go and let's play this short video. And this video is entitled, Obama Signs $11 Billion Arms Deal with Hamas's greatest ally, which is Qatar. Wow. Why isn't this on the front page of every news thing on the planet? Obama signs an $11 billion arms deal with Hamas, the ones that are attacking Israel right now, their greatest ally? Yeah. Because Qatar is Hamas's greatest ally. There's other ways you can funnel money to the devil, in other words. You don't have to just give it directly to them. You can give it to their, their buddy, and then they get it to them. That's what's going on here. And it's already said Qatar has, uh, Qatar has, has, has funded these radical Islamic groups of the Arab Spring. So we know that that's a fact. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel. This is some, he's a sergeant, he looks like. He's a military. He is the one that's that's actually um, uh, talking about this. And let's, um, yeah, let's just play this. His counterpart from Qatar yesterday signed letters of offer and acceptance for Apache helicopters and Patriot and Javelin defense systems. That system is valued at $11 billion dollars. Pentagon Press Secretary Rear Admiral John Kirby said the agreement underscores the strong partnership between the United States and Qatar in the area of security and defense and will help improve our bilateral cooperation across a range of military operations. So we just gave $11 billion to the biggest Hamas ally that exists on planet Earth, Qatar. A a, a nation that's probably at least at this point 90% Islam, Muslim. So we're literally, that's our taxpayer money at work, giving these terrorists all of this, this is how they get armed, okay? This is how they have all of these resources to continually fire rockets and and to continually, you know, 
do what they're doing. It costs a lot of money to do this, and this is a lot of it's coming straight from straight from the good old U.S. of A. Here's the next report. This is from Dr. Jim Garrow. He says, I've avoided sharing certain information because I took an oath and will not break that oath. I am skating on the edge today because of the information that would be that I would be derelict in my duty if I did not share it. Islamists currently in the country, aided by, I mean, this is these are Islamists that are in America, aided by those who have recently arrived via the southern sieve we call the border, and those who boldly claim or came on aircraft in a variety of disguises. In other words, the Muslims have been arriving here for decades. I have told you about the Muslims' terrorist cells. The news media has reported them. There's whole compounds across America that literally have these terror compounds where they're literally being trained to wage jihad on America. And let me tell you something. When that goes down, it's going to be extremely ugly unless God intervenes. Because we're talking about them releasing biologicals. We're talking about the, the Islamic people have been saying this for a long time. You, you take a, a coffee can of a Folgers coffee can and fill it full of some type of biological, spread it on an overpass. You got 300,000 people dead in a, in a matter of, of, of hours, you know, uh, like anthrax or one of these biological agents. I mean, that's what they're telling them to do. These people are all in what they call sleeper cells. They're amassing them, their numbers. They're going to pollute the water reservoirs. They're going to take out the power stations. They're going to take out the power lines. They're going to, they're going to try to take down any type of infrastructure in America. And this is exactly what they're being trained and have been trained to do for a number of years. Now, can you imagine if this stuff goes down in conjunction with um, well, obviously, martial law would be would be ensuing, but then the activation of the Russian Spetsnaz troops, the the uh, potential Chinese are here. All of these illegal aliens that that are going to be turned into the Obama Defense Force and the, all the other people that they have on that. I mean, it, it just boggles the mind to think about that. I mean, all I can say is God's very merciful because I know that they would have liked to have pulled this off a long time ago. And I think because of God's remnant that that is here in America, that has been. That has been the case, you know, and God's mercy. But I'm telling you, this is what they have planned. This report from Dr. Jim Garrow is just one confirmation of one aspect of what I just said, okay? Islamists currently in the country, aided by those who have recently arrived via the southern civ we call the border, and by those who boldly came on aircraft in a variety of disguises, have a purpose in their criminality. Be warned, this is for not, not for the faint of heart. The target will be shopping malls. The target will be shopping malls. At least that's going to be the main one they probably try to go after initially. Remember, Islam is all about shock and awe. They're all about carnage. They're all about saying to the world, look at us. I mean, even the stuff in the Gaza where they're using children as human shields. All of that is about... Like, look at us. Look at what we did. The method will be explosive devices meant to inflict suffering and death and to wound as many as possible. This terrorism, this is terrorism in its lowest form. The purpose is to inflict fear in the hearts of Americans through this targeting of where they go to shop and relax. And again, this is all going to be given the, the um, go-ahead by our, our wicked government who has been integral in bringing them here who has been integral in, in making sure that they have nice compounds to operate in and they're not harassed by law enforcement. 
How often do you ever see Islamic people busted in this country? They're pretty much left alone, just like the illegal aliens or anybody that's really super wicked. They are. They're totally left alone. Meanwhile, you have like the Department of Agriculture going after organic farmers in Michigan and making them dump out over 2,000 gallons of, of organic milk or whatever and break up you know 200-some dozens of eggs or whatever it is. Because they're the real terrorists. They're, they're the real, or somebody collecting rainwater on their own property. They're the ones that are put in jail. Or somebody that's stockpiling food and they have MREs and, and flashlights. Oh, oh, Lord forbid flashlights. Or matchbox containers. They're the ones that are being told, hey, we'll give you, if, 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 you, uh, if you know somebody that's doing this wicked evil thing, we'll give you 500 bucks to turn them in. I mean, this is just beyond anything you can comprehend from a satanic standpoint. I can't even comprehend it. And I've been doing this a long time. I've been immersed in this type of information for decades. And I've never, ever seen anything like this. The insanity level that we have entered into. So the target will be shopping malls. The date will be a significant one for Islamists. The event will happen simultaneously across America at hundreds of shopping malls. Hundreds. The police, the DHS, and the security services throughout the nation should be warned and take appropriate action. Well, this will be their excuse to implement martial law. They're going to know about this. They're going to condone it. Please. Spare me. You're telling me our government, with the type of surveillance that we have, and they're and they're you know only targeting the the law-abiding citizens at this point. They wouldn't know if something like this was going to go down at hundreds of shopping malls across the nation. They would have no intel of this. Oh, I don't know. It just really took us by surprise. Just like 9/11. What a joke. Where they fly, these Muslim terrorists armed with box cutters fly with pinpoint precision two separate jets into the trade towers. And they just so happen to cake and explode upon themselves, just like a controlled demolition, right after it happened, from the jet fuel melting the, melting the steel in the buildings, which could never ever happen, because it cannot even get that high to melt steel, not much less every single level below it. Can loose change 9-11 on, on the internet? There's no way. It's, it's a total farce. It's such a joke. Or architects for 9-11. Can that? These are a bunch of architects that got together. There's no way this could happen. There's no possible way those buildings could have collapsed the way they did, unless it was a controlled demolition. That's exactly what it was. Blame it on the Muslims. Do they literally and legitimately want to kill us, though? Yes, they do. And this is where people like Alex Jones go off the rail, because they're like, oh, there's this non-existent threat across the, the ocean. I've heard them say that on their things. Or they're going after Israel, saying, oh, Israel's this and that. And it's like, you know what? Islam is bent 100% on the total annihilation of Israel first, of and then the great Satan, America. That is no joke. That is no fabrication. They have proved that, and they have proven that by action, and by deed, and by word. I mean, I just did a study. The part one was just documenting that. It's not our imagination. But there's so many people that ends up end up siding, I guess, with Islam because they say Israel's evil, so therefore Islam has to be good, I guess. That kind of logic that we're using here, which which is there is no logic behind it. So Dr. Garrow then says, "Why release this on Facebook?" It turns out that the necessary agencies 
are reading my stuff. Why make phone calls when the when this gets the news out in a speedy fashion to all of them in an instant message? Be warned, my sources are impeccable. I lay my 100% of my record on the reliability of this information I just gave you. This is from Dr. Jim Garrow. Listen, I wouldn't even be saying that if this is the first time I'd ever read that. But look at what we just covered. Do you think there's not anything that Islam wouldn't be capable of? This would be right in line with their agenda. They've been waiting for this a long, long time. you got La Raza and La Mecha that hate our guts and say that they're the race and that we're usurpers on their land and they want to kill us all. Okay, I just think I found this quote that I, that I wanted to, that I had heard about. La Raza teaches hate, America with our tax dollars. La Raza studies do not even try to sugarcoat its anti-American agenda. It's bloodthirsty plans to kill off Americans. La Raza uh, studies textbook, um, it's called Occupied America by Rodolfo Acura, includes a violent and blood-curdling speech given by a university professor, Jose Angel Gutierrez. He says, quote, we have got to eliminate the gringo, the white person. What I mean is that if worse comes to worse, we have got to kill him. This is on page 323. I mean, he put this in print. Um, the following is taken directly from La Raza's Occupied America's, I don't know, website, where it says, execute all white males over the age of 16. That's on page 167 of, a.k.a. the Plan of San Diego. That's the Plan of San Diego. Educate, execute all white males over the age of 16. Okay? I mean... Can you imagine if you have all of these groups? You got La Raza. You, you've got the all the illegal aliens. Not not all, but you've got you've got MS13. You've got the gang members. You've got La Raza. They're converting people by the day. There's more people coming in MS13 from these people uh, illegal aliens coming across the border. You've got the drug cartels working with our government. You've got um, the borders totally opened up. You've got La Raza. You've got La Mecha. You've got the, the Muslim terrorists that hate our guts beyond belief. They're already in the, in the thing and arriving more, especially now that the, that the borders are wide open. It's a joke to even come over now. Um, you have got, um, well, you've got the Satanists that are already here. You've got the people involved in the occult. You've got the Satanic super soldiers that are, that are just waiting to take the, the, um, get the word. You've got the Spesnats troops. You've got other foreign troops that are on, on our soil. Uh, right now, um, you've got obviously a portion of our military that will come against us. You've got um, a lot of different things going on here with demographics and races of people that absolutely hate our guts and want to see us dead. And it's not my imagination. And there, uh, most of them are now all being prepositioned. Now it's really re- reaching a fever pitch with the borders being wide open. We're really, we could really be getting close to showtime, you know, when it comes to all of this. But can you imagine when, when all of these people are activated, let's say at once, you know, you've got the whole black on white racial hatred thing going on that I've reported on a lot too, you know, um, you've got that. Now I'm not, I'm not condemning my black listeners. I'm saying that there is a, a segment of, of the black population that has absolutely been conditioned to, you know, want to kill the white people or want to kill any other race 
for that matter. I've reported on that a lot. All of the, the, the black on white violence that is so disproportionate from a statistical level. And that's not my opinion. It's not me being a racist. But it's the truth. And they're just one group. I mean, you're going to have so many different, I mean, I think it's going to be focused in on the constitutional, patriot, Bible-believing, pro-life, anti-gay, lesbian. I mean, there, there's a whole other segment there. The gays. They're going to want to get in on the, on the slaughter, too. I mean, I just see this on the horizon, and knowing that the New World Order wants to totally annihilate and destroy the middle class of America, um, and... The handwriting is really, really, really on the wall. I mean, it is really on the wall with a lot of the stuff that I have reported on on a daily basis. So, um, Garrow says, going back to the article, Garrow says that this will happen on a date that is important for Islamists. Um, the guy that's writing this says, if I had to hazard a guess, I would say 9-11. Okay, because why would it be important? Well, 9-11. Obviously, they claim credit for all that. Um, they were celebrating in the streets, so if they, let's say that the New World Order says, okay, Obama is just like, he's he's gone so rogue, he's gone so out of control, we're going to have to bring, we're going to have to give some type of uh, green light to some event that will institute martial law and ultimately the downfall of the country. We're, We're ready to do that. We want to keep Obama in office because he is truly a satanic puppet. He's done everything we've said. And we know that this guy is going to be impeached if we keep him in and everything stays the same. Okay? So, we need to create some type of crisis to make sure he gets in there. Because in time of martial law, the president doesn't have to step down. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying for us to pray against some eventuality like this so that it doesn't happen. I see that being something that they may want to try to do. And then Obama comes and, and, and rides in on his satanic uh, horse and, and claims to, you know, fix everything by implementing all of the things that I just mentioned. Which will just turn the country into, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. All rights will be suspended. I mean, it could go on and on and on about that one. He's saying 9-11 would be a significant date if they were going to try to pull this off. Will this actually happen? Is such a plan really in the works? Jim Garrow is a regular guest on a radio show. This is from nowtheendbegins.com. He's a personal friend and a brother in Christ. He has stated his entire credibility, staked his entire credibility on this information, being true and accurate. We believe him, and I have published this story as a public warning. Again, I wouldn't even be saying this unless this didn't confirm every single thing I've ever reported on this subject about Islam and about what their agenda is for America. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to end um, part two there, and that's all I'm going to do for today. I've got the the next subject is another huge subject, and I really just don't have time to, to get into it today. It's going to be a dedicated, um, almost teaching on just on that. So... That's all we have for today. Uh, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all you've given us, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that these things that we have talked about today, Lord, that all of this horrific, satanic news, Lord, that I have reported on today, you're looking down from heaven, Lord. You see this situation. You know what's going on better than I'll ever know, better than we will ever know. 
I just pray to God you intervene in these respective situations, Lord, that you prevent this wickedness, Lord, in as, in as much as it is your will from happening. And if you won't prevent it, Lord, if, if this is just going to be part of your judgment, that you would hide us from the secret counsel of the wicked, Lord, that you would protect the body of Christ, that you would protect the women, the children, the babies, the unborn babies, the, the body of Christ in general, Lord, and that you would use them mightily for your glory and use them to lead many to the Lord Jesus Christ. Through these trials and tribulations that are coming, I do pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.